Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events, and while there's a lot of them, from Thursday, October 15th of 2020, um, let's see, oh, yes, okay, so, headline of the day, um, so I will be talking very briefly about what happened today in the Spanish royal family. Excuse my dog. She gets a little anxious every time I start recording the podcast. Um, usually I edit around her or I film or I record when she calms down, but that just hasn't happened yet. I trust me, I'm trying. Um, but she's she doesn't like me talking to other people. Especially if she can't hear them talk back, which you guys don't because, well, it's not a phone call. So she gets very concerned. So anyway, I will be talking a little bit about what's going on in the Spanish royal family day by day for the next few days. Um, But I will also be recording an episode on Saturday that goes into a lot more detail of like what the Princess of Astoria's awards are. Um very in-depth on what the event was, much more than I will be doing for the next few days here. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, I think I've talked about this kind of all week. I've wanted to do this since the year started. Um, And I also personally, like, want to enjoy these things um, and not watch them for, like, podcast reasons. Like, I want to personally just watch them for fun. Um, And so the best way to do that is to watch them for fun. And then on Saturday, when I have a little bit more time, I can rewatch and talk about things that I enjoyed the first round and the second round of watching, depending on, you know, what I'm watching for. Um... So that's kind of why I'm doing that. I understand it might not be everyone's, like, favorite episode or whatever, and that's fine. But, like, this is something that I really want to do. And, like, I talked about yesterday, like, I'm doing the things that make me happiest um, because that's what I want to do. So um, listen to it. Don't listen to it. But I think it's going to be a really great episode, and it'll drop. So I'll record it on Saturday, so it will drop early Sunday morning. Um is the plan. And after yesterday's meltdown is the only thing I can think to call it at this point, um, mental health struggle day, um, I do think that it'll for sure happen. I made some big adjustments today to um, ensure that it will and that this podcast and my sanity take a priority. So we can talk more about that later, but I also want to preface, I do title this the OMG episode, um, because OMG guys, there's, there's a lot that happened today. Um, and so we're going to get started right in all the drama by going over to the Belgian Royal family.
Well, the drama is no longer avoidable in talking about it all on this podcast um, because, well, the Belgian monarchy and King Philippe himself made a statement about it. So, oh boy, I'm very interested to see how talking about this goes. I've made some notes about what I want to say, but wow. Okay, so very early on in this podcast, I didn't really have like a cohesive list of who I would talk about, what drama I would share, and what I wouldn't share. Um, And through daily observations and daily working, I very quickly realized like, I wasn't going to announce a lot or talk about a lot that happened in any of these royal families that they themselves did not talk about. Um, But early, early on in this podcast, we're talking month one, um, there was some big news that dropped from the Belgian royal family that the former King Albert II um, had an additional child outside of his marriage to the former Queen Paola. Um, so her name is Del- Delphine, Delphine Boel, I think. Um, and she was legitimately, or she was recognized as the biological child of King Albert the second in January or February. Um, so then I never talked about it again because I had made this decision to like not talk about the drama unless royal houses reported on it or talked about it or released a statement of their own. Um, I have done that with former King Juan Carlos of Spain who whose drama continues but like Casa Real is no longer talking about it so neither am I. Um, and so what has happened in the meantime is Delphine Boel has um, legally, she, I don't know the exact legal process that she had to go through, um, but due to the way the constitution in Belgium is currently written, um, she was entitled to become a princess of Belgium as she is the direct heir of King Albert II. Um, The way the Constitution of Belgium is written did not include that it had to be within his marriages. So, she won her legal battle and became a rightful princess of Belgium. And that was two, two and a half weeks ago. Um, yeah, because I made a joke, a very subtle joke somewhere that it was like a big day for King Philippe, which it, it was, um, I think it was the same, it was the same day that the government was installed, um, after an almost 500 day process. So, um, that happened and then things kind of 
settled down. She personally did a press conference like a week later um, where she said a lot of things. Um, and really at this point, this is where like she gained my opinion does not matter in this. I want to make that very, very clear. Um, but she gained like my personal like confidence. Like I felt for her, I felt for her situation and I wanted, I like supported the decision of the courts to uphold the constitution in order for her to become a rightful princess. Now, my opinion doesn't matter. So, but that's like what won me over. Um, because she was really responsible about saying the, the, that the royal family now, meaning her half-brother, King Philippe, and other half-siblings owed her nothing, um, but she would not turn her back on them if they reached out. Well, it turns out that either right after this or before, King Philippe had already reached out um, and asked for a private meeting, um, a private lunch, and that has happened. So that happened last Friday, um, and the Belgian royal household released that it had happened today. So... Um, this morning, eh, this afternoon for the, for the Belgians, a picture of King Philippe and his half-sister, Princess Delphine, was released, and oh my goodness, it was shocking. I was shocked. Um, I truthfully expected him maybe to do something privately, but like never make that information public. And he did. Um, so it was a private lunch held at his residence. It was not in a public engagement or anything like that. Um, some details were released. The sibling duo uh, released a joint statement saying that their conversation was, I want to make sure I get the quote correct. Um, so I am going to pull it up. I didn't write it down, um, but I do want to make sure that I say it correctly because it's really important, especially in this case, not to misquote things. Um, so I'm actually just going to go ahead and read the whole thing. Um, so it says, joint communication of the king and princess Delphine. On Friday, the 9th of October, we met each other for the first time at the castle of, La of Laken. Um, it was a warm encounter. This long, rich discussion gave us the opportunity to learn to know each other. We talked about our respective lives and areas of shared interest. This bond will further develop within the family setting. So, um, and then it was signed, Philippe and Delphine. So it was not signed using their titles. Um... So it, and then like some reporters did some digging and it looks like it was about three hours. It looks like it was just the two of them. They are both, well, obviously Philippe is married, um, but they are both married and their siblings were not there. Their children were not there. Um, it was just the two of them. This is, according to the news reports, this is their very first time publicly meeting. 
Um, of course, Philippe has known about this for a while, but never wanted to um, step out of turn on his political side. Um, so, like, because he is king, and then, like, this was in courts and everything for so long, from 2013 on, he never wanted to reach out to appear to sway the people making these decisions on her life which I think is like kind of responsible um and so it's just been a very it was a very surprising thing um like so 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 surprising oh my goodness so surprising I just I saw it come through because I get tweet notifications for some royal reporters as well as all the royal families and I saw this excuse me did you yawn too um I saw this and I just went oh my god oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh um because this is like the second big deal thing in a year that Philippe has done. Um, so reminder, he also he never officially apologized, but he expressed regret, which is more than any other Belgian monarch has done for the actions taken of his ancestor in regards to the now, um, I think it's the Democratic Republic of Congo. I know it's the Congo, but I think their official country name is the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, but it used to be under Belgian control, specifically under King Leopold, I think the second. Um, and he did disastrous things. It was terrible. Um, but in like wake of Black Lives Matter movements kind of popping up all over the globe in June, he sent this letter to the president of Congo expressing regret for the actions of his ancestor. Um and the actions taken against the Congo people in the name of Belgium. And like, that was a big deal too. And I, there was some wishy there was some controversy about whether he should have apologized. And, you know, I never really picked a standpoint because I still don't really know um, if it was his responsibility to apologize for something. But I understand what people were saying as well. Um, and so it was just like, it's been a big year and he has done like incredible step up things. So this is receiving so much positive response from the media, from the Belgians. Like they are truly amazingly accepting this, um, which surprised me a little bit because I wasn't, I don't, I'm not super educated on the Belgian people and their beliefs and everything like that. I always kind of assumed they were more conservative, but I also assumed that of Spain and I was very wrong. So, um, it's just, it's being received super positively. It is amazing. Um, there's a lot more to it in some of these reportings, but I, I don't feel educated enough to really talk about it. Um, but there's a lot of reports talking about how, um, like, Philippe, who is king, obviously owes nothing to his father, who is not king anymore. Um, 
but there there seems to be a lot of like family background history um, that I don't understand or haven't heard until recently, um, just in learning more about the Belgian royal family and all of their history, like more private history. Um, so yeah. So now that I've talked about that for a good long time, but like it was a big deal. Um, it was definitely an OMG kind of moment and I wanted to make sure that I talked about it in a way that was clear and kind of gave all the details and not just like all of a sudden, especially if you're new and don't don't watch a lot about the other royal families um, and only listen to, you know, things about the British royal family or whatever, um, but you do listen to this podcast, that you had a more of a contextual history than, oh, by the way, King Philippe met with his sister, um, who wasn't his sister officially until January, but, like, it was a big OMG moment. There's all the background that you need to know telling you this is the OMG episode because now we're going over to the British royal family where we have more excitement. today Queen Elizabeth has made her first public appearance outside of the grounds of any royal estate today since March it has happened she is maybe back um I don't know if this is like a planned return for a long period of time but she she was back today Um, it was the most exciting thing. So she visited, um, the new, or she, uh, she opened actually, um, this like research building for, um, it researches ways, um, and strategies and history to protect the UK, from, uh, like, terror threats and domestic threats, um, including explosive devices. Um, So she also, oh, my God, I'm missing the best part. Well, not the best part because her coming back is the best part. The second best part is that the Duke of Cambridge also joined her. Um, So it was, like, it was so great. I was, this is so sad. I'm starting to get very used to things without her. Um, And like, so to see her out and about in her color coordinated outfit and her monochrome, just, it brought me so much joy today. And like to have her with William was even more amazing. Um... Because that, like, spoke bounds about so many things, I think. Um, 
So during the engagement, so there, there is one piece that is everybody is giving her crap for is that she did not wear a mask. Now, from what I can gather, this is within the regulations of the UK government at the moment. <coughs> she consistently maintained good social distancing, even from William. She never got within a meter of anybody and most of the time was like two meters away. Um, again, that's a meter is roughly three feet and two meters is roughly six feet um, for us Americans who don't know that. Um, so, and everyone there, including, I presume, she and William, were COVID tested before the engagement um, with a recent, like, as early as taken yesterday, negative test um, for COVID. So, there were a lot of precautions put in place. And, like, I thoroughly believe no one in Her Majesty's circle would allow her to endanger herself on this engagement. Like, this has been months, probably not this specific thing, but like her return to the public eye has probably been talked about for months. They came back from Scotland in like late, late August or early to mid-September. I honestly can't remember. I think it was like late August and have been in England or Great Britain. I don't ever know what the country name is. Ugh. But they, anyway, they've been in Windsor since like September. So this is... No one is going to endanger the queen at all. Um, they are going to take the correct precautions. And according to some people who live in the UK and understand their COVID guidelines, this was completely acceptable. Now, I don't live in the UK. I live in the United States where I and most other states, I think, have a mask mandate. Um... Not everyone follows it, but like, it is a law in my state to wear a mask everywhere you go that is public. Um, and I believe that's pretty much everywhere. It may not be anymore, but like, for me, it is. Um, so these things don't mess, don't mesh with the guidelines that I'm aware of because I know my guidelines. And I don't even know my guidelines. I just know, like, I do what I do to protect myself. And I try and stay within CDC regulations is what I try to do. Um, I don't, I do pay attention to my state laws. But because I'm hardly ever going anywhere, I just tend to stick with what the CDC says as the recommendation to stay safe against COVID. Um, now, we all know if... I have not always been careful, but I will be careful forever until they tell me that I can stop being careful. 
until the CDC tells me I can start stop being careful. So, okay, the drama has been addressed. She didn't wear a face mask. I'm sure it was fine and legal and within the appropriate regulations. I promise you these royals are not going to willingly break regulation of their own government's standards because they are the example. And if they do, you hear about it from them, from the government, or from me. <laughs> like, I have definitely gotten on some royal family members, not of the British royal family yet, for not following the appropriate guidelines. Trust me. So I believe that she was following the appropriate restrictions for that situation. So, but she's back. And apparently, I've seen a little bit of video. She was very excited to be back as well. She was getting out of her very fancy Rolls Royce. It's my favorite car of any royal family ever. Um, but she was getting out of her Roy Rolls Royce. And she said, I think to the driver, I finally get to get out of a car again. Um, because that's what she does, right? Like she gets out of her car and then she starts her engagement. So like it was exciting for her to come back. It was amazing. Um, I talked about this pretty early on when she gave her speech to the nation um, about COVID. Her speech to the nation made a scary, because at that point it was still pretty new. Um, and so it made a very scary situation not as scary. Um, it like found the hope. And so like to see her, I was like, okay, now she's in a different country. And so the UK, even though they had a botchy start, is getting better. I realize that I live in a country that's not. Um, you know, my state personally has had record COVID um, diagnoses for the past two days in a row. Um, you know, like, trust me, I know. Um, but the UK does seem to be taking it way more seriously than they did at the very beginning. Um, I assume that's probably because the Prime Minister had COVID and was very, very ill and had to step away from his position uh, temporarily to, um, you know, receive ventilation. Um, so it's amazing what happens when you are even somewhat serious. So... <clears throat> That is what was going on in the UK. Again, an OMG moment. I was so excited. I, <laughs> so because I do this, royals are basically my hobby in my life uh, because I do this podcast, but I try not to like share with my, my family too much about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis because they don't really care. Um, they're very supportive of this, but like they don't really care. Um, and so, but I, I did, I texted my mom. I was like, I know I don't do this, but like, oh my gosh, Queen Elizabeth made a return and I'm so excited about it. So it's a big deal. Um, and William being with her is awesome. 
So that's what was going on in the UK. And you guys were already at our 30 minute mark. Um, I promise things get a little shorter from here, I think. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the Danish royal family. update from Denmark. Uh, today, the um, Danish royal family celebrated the 15th birthday of Prince Christian, uh, who is the oldest child of Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary. Um, they celebrated this by releasing four new pictures where, oh my gosh, when did he grow up so much is my first response. Um, because, wow, like, I remember watching him, um, you know, kind of, it was a year later when I watched, but when he was a page boy at Crown Princess Victoria's wedding, and, like, now he's a full-blown teenager. Pfft, how'd that happen? Um, and also, like, I think I've mentioned this on here, but October is, like, a baby boom month for these royal families, so there are three royals turning 15 this month. Um, we've gone through two of them. We have one more now. Um, but then we also have Princess Elizabeth of Belgium, who is celebrating her 19th birthday next week, I think. Um, so lots of, like, updates on these royal children is always exciting, too. Um, September and October for Princess Elizabeth has been a huge thing. But yeah, these pictures of Christian are amazing. When did he, when was he allowed to grow up? How did that happen? Oh my goodness. I saw those pictures come through really late last night and they're amazing. Um, it was just, it was great. They're like proper teenage pictures. It's, it's incredible. Um, so a happy 15th birthday to him. Um, that is the only update out of the Danish royal family. But I wanted to talk about it because it's his birthday and I've talked about every other birthday. Um, I hope to still get up. I try to put a tribute post on uh, Instagram for their birthdays. I still have a few hours left in the, in the states of his birthday, so I hope I can get it up. But, you know, again, this is things are falling off the radar right now. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get them back, but they're falling. Um, so... There will be a lot of content on the Instagram and website over the weekend as I play catch up. So that is what is going on in Denmark. We are now going to move on to the Netherlands. There were a couple of engagements in the Netherlands, but only one was 
fairly well reported on because that's how they're rolling these days. Um, but anyway, King Willem Alexander uh, visited and received the first copy of a book um, that is basically, it's roughly translated to the Traveling Corona, or the Corona Traveling Diary, um, which is a way, so it is a a compilation of 10 people's, like, journal entries about the COVID pandemic, Um, and it's a way to share other people's stories um, living in this period of time that is bizarre, Um, and it's a way to also, I think, preserve the, the crisis, um, in the way that former pandemics have been shared. So the thing is with our current way of life, it's hard to know what will be able to be found in, I, I personally think, like, we're all posting about this on social media, which is currently, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Um, and we're all living in YouTube. We're all living in this social media world um, through this pandemic. So we're all sharing our experiences now, but they're not anywhere written down. I'm, I'm not writing down my experiences. I'm sharing them on here. Um, you know, you guys have lived this pandemic with me and... <laughs> And that's how I've shared it. Like, so this book is a way to keep that piece of this alive, um, potentially forever. Um, and so it'll experience, it'll go through the experience of like Dutch people through this weird, weird time that we are all living in. Um, and I, I'm, I wish, like, I wish so much, and I, I hate, I hate wishing for this, because, like, learn Dutch, I guess, I don't know, like, that's my answer, but, like, I wish so much that it was translated in English, so I could read it, too, um, I'm sure it will be, or, like, something will come out of it, but, like, no one in the States is going to put together a book like that, I don't think so. Um, you know, it's it's something that would be really, really interesting because so much of 2020 has just been bizarre. Um, just bizarre. So I think that it'll be a really cool book. Um, So King Willem Alexander met with some of the collaborators and he received the first official copy of the book. Um, So that was really, really cool. And then later on in the day, and this is the thing that isn't like super widely publicized, is that he and Queen Maxima met with mayors of neighborhoods, like vulnerable neighborhoods of the Netherlands um, to talk about the safety of those neighborhoods and like what resources the neighborhoods maybe need, um, just to talk about like what would make them 
um, I guess revitalize is an okay word to use, but like allow them to be safe and livable and just like thriving. Whereas right now they're not. Um, so they had a meeting regarding that. Uh, but like I said, no pictures, wasn't publicized much at all. Um, but still very, very cool. So that was the day in the Dutch royal family. And now we are going to move on to Norway. the calendar is really starting to fill up um, with some engagements for Crown Prince Regent Akun. I really wish there were a way I could shorten that title. It is a very long title. Um, his name was already long, his title, but like now we have Regent in it and it gets cumbersome. Um, but anyway, he held um, he visited today the film house in Oslo to have a meeting with Norwegian film industry representatives about the challenge of the film industry right now, which is a lot. Um, there's a lot happening, you know, again, we, I think I talked about this maybe yesterday or two days ago. I can't really remember, um, where like the impact of this is so far stretched, the impact of the pandemic is so far stretched that people don't know what the impact is going to be long term. And the film industry kind of everywhere um, has suffered greatly um, because for so long you couldn't go into production of a film, let alone screen it in a movie theater because it wasn't safe. Um, it's still barely safe, but like we're all kind of learning to now live our lives through this. Um, and so I know like in the States, people are filming movies and show TV shows again. Um, and movie theaters are open. You have to wear a face mask uh, through the whole movie, which I completely agree with. I wouldn't go to a movie theater right now anyway. Um, I think some of the like digital releases that the companies have come up with where you pay a premium price um, to have access to the movie the day it would would have come out in theaters, I think is really great. Um, but those are, I mean, those are the things that I think. But like the film industry is one that is going to probably take a long time to bounce back because they don't have box office hits right now making production companies more money. Um, so the economic impact is strong and I completely see that. So Akun met with these representatives and then attended a screening of a film. Um, it, I believe it translates into one of two things, either the biggest crime or the greatest crime. Um, I got both of those results for the word it originally used. Um, but it's a movie based on a book of the same title. Um, and 
Akun was present for the screening of it at the film house in Oslo. So a really great support thing there. Um, and we are moving into an interesting period for the Norwegian royal family. So currently, really, um, Akun is the only working member of his family at the moment. Um, his mother is still active and working, um, but presumably for at least this week has been taking care of her husband, King Harald. Um, Akun's wife works um, as a member of the working royal family. However, um, she has a specific lung, a chronic lung condition um, where it really right now um, is not safe for her to be out in public um, with COVID. So we've seen her a few times, um, but not a lot. And um, even before that, she wasn't able to work as much because this um, condition is very draining on a person's stamina. Um, and so she wasn't able to work as much. Um, so really right now, um, Akun is running the show alone. Um, and so the calendar, like I said, it's filling up. Um, he's pretty much the only one on it. It's a lot. Um, and so I hope y'all like Akun because he's going to rock this show for a, a, a while, um, at least the remainder of the month, if not into November. Um, and is going to do a great job. So that's what was going on in Norway today. Um, and now we are going to briefly move in to the Spanish royal family. Today was the first official day that the royal family has been in Oviedo, Astorias for the beginning of the Princess of Astorias Awards. Sorry, I had to stop myself from saying it in Spanish. Um, so today, King Felipe, Queen Letizia, the Princess of Astorias herself, and Infanta Sofia attended a, like exhibit on all of the winners of the um of the princess of astorias awards for 2020 um so there is this is going into a little bit more detail than i want but there are basically like i'm counting um Concord, Arts and Humanities, I think there's six or seven categories um, that the awards go to. And so there were like, there was an exhibit on the winner of the sports category who has, uh, who's a race car driver. Um, and so like some of his cars were set up. There's um, a book fair received an award 
Um, I think in arts and humanities or maybe something else. I, we'll talk about it more in the Sunday episode. Um, but there was an exhibit about them that was really cool and I want to know more about. Um, there was, there, there were so many exhibits. There was like a music um, exhibit because two conductors, that was arts and humanities, um, two conductors won um, an award. And so some of their pieces or some of like their students and such were um, performing and it was like four or five of them. Um, and so King Felipe and his family, or I guess really what I should be saying, um, this is weird, um, because she doesn't, in this event, she does not take precedence, but the Princess of Astorias, whose namesake is the, is this awards now, um, and her family, uh, enjoyed all of the different, um, exhibits at the setup, um, and then they arrived to a hotel, um, in Oviedo Astorius, which is in the north of Spain, um, which is really where they'll be conducting everything tomorrow um, for the actual awards ceremony. So that's the, the brief version of what happened um, today for them. Um, and that's going to be something like I'll talk about a little bit on the episode that goes out on Sunday, but not a ton um, because this like it wasn't super publicized. I mean, it was there was a press pool. But there isn't a lot of information on it that I have seen so far. Um, but the next two days, you guys, like, I have to go to bed now because I'm waking up. <coughs> excuse me. I'm waking up at, like, 5.45. I'll probably, I'm going to try and take a brief nap from um, before I start work. And then the awards for me are on. Um, at like 1, 12, 30, 12, I think. I can't remember exactly what time they start. I think they start at 5 p.m. So that's actually 11 a.m. for me. Um, no, they start at 6 with pre-stuff going on at 5. It's a big day tomorrow. I'm very excited. This is what I have been waiting for all year. Um, so I'll definitely talk about this more on the Sunday episode, but like, I had kind of fallen off of the royal watching train. Like, I still occasionally stepped in and would watch some stuff, but, like, not not like I do now. Even, you know, from October of last year to now, I didn't. Um, but what really got me, like, reinterested was the Princess of Astoria's Awards last year. Um, and then, specifically, like, right after that was the enthronement of the Japanese, the new Japanese emperor, where all of these European royals were together. And I, it just reignited everything. And then I started watching again. And then along came a podcast. So like, this is why I'm so excited to talk about this event. Um, because like, it's the coolest event, I think. Um, so that is all happening tomorrow. Um, and then Saturday, there's an event as well in regards to the awards. So so much to talk about. I cannot wait for the episode to come out on Sunday about it um, because I'm just so excited. So that is what is um, going on in Spain today. And um, we'll do a brief update tomorrow 
on the events as well, um, but just brief like it was for this. So that is all for that. Um, and now we are going to move on to Sweden. finishing in Sweden. I knew this episode was going to be long, but wow, I didn't think we would be this long. Um, thank you so much if you're still here. We're going to briefly talk about the events in Sweden because, like I mentioned yesterday, the second stop on the county tour for the Swedish Royals was today. Um, there's been some information released, but not a full in-depth view of everything that happened, um, to my knowledge that I have found. Um, and so here's what I do know. Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were supposed to together visit the county of Vastemanland. Vastemanland. Um, and Prince Daniel unfortunately has a cold, um, he does not have COVID. The Royal Court made sure that we knew that he did not have COVID. He has a cold. Um, but because he is in a vulnerable COVID population, he doesn't want to go, <laughs> go out with an immune, uh, with a, a cold, um, because he's, you know, a recovered recipient of a kidney transplant, but he still had a kidney transplant, um, or liver shoot. I'm forgetting which transplant he had. I can't remember if it was kidney or liver. Oh no. Um, shoot. Um, but anyway, he is of a more vulnerable population. So we want to keep him protected and he wants to make sure that he is safe and all of that. So he did not come along. Um, so Crown Princess Victoria alone visited the county. Um, she met with kind of the same groupings, um, obviously different locations, but like the same groupings that her parents did when they vet visited Stockholm County, but I don't know what specifics those are. Um, apparently she was at uh, a lunch where everyone had their own table. Um, and that's very awkward. Um, but you know, COVID restrictions require things like that. Um, so different things like that. Um, I'm sure tomorrow the royal household will put out a full in-depth review that I can basically um, get more information and pictures from and talk about it then. Um, but I just, like I said, I, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't have enough time today to try to find um, updated information. So I didn't. Um so I'm just going to rely on the royal household. I apologize um, for that. But if, if you listened to yesterday's episode, you'll know why. Um, and, you know, that's, that's that. That's where we are. So that's the information that I have on the second day of the county tour for Sweden. Um, very exciting stuff, though. I'm excited to see more. So, yeah, that is... <laughs> That is, oh my gosh, 
day. OMG episode. Um, Because there was a lot that happened. And there was a lot that needed, like, long, lengthy conversations. um, Because I thought it was important. So, yeah, that's what's going on. I obviously am doing much better today. Um, Not that you needed to know that, but you do. Um, things I hope will continue to improve over the next little while. Um, and then we'll go kind of go back to a new normal, um, to a normal, um, it'll take a minute. Um, like I've mentioned before, I'm very behind on some things. I, um, hope to be able to catch up on Instagram stuff today and maybe Tumblr, Um, and maybe some of the other social media, but I haven't yet. Um, it's been a, another hectic day, but not quite as emotional and emotionally taxing. Um, but still kind of emotional and emotionally taxing in a big, big way. Um, but I feel better. So that is good. So, um, it is a little bit earlier in the evening. I, um... We'll see what I can get done. Um, but yeah, check those social media things out. Uh, Instagram is daily uh, is the Daily Royal, and then I have a website, the Daily Royal Podcast, that is slowly but surely getting updated too, um, or caught up. And yeah, um, just a lot of playing catch up over the next few days to um, go back to what I want this to be. And yeah, so with that, let's see. Today is. Thursday. So I will talk to you again tomorrow. Um, it's Thursday when I record this. I know this goes up on Friday. Um, but I will talk to you again tomorrow until then have a great day. Um, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.